Thank you for joining in with us on this Sunday morning. Today is November 7th, and you're tuned in to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m., and Thursdays Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to live it. You can talk to talk, but you gotta walk the walk. At this time, we're gonna have our opening scripture followed by a broadcast prayer being read by Brother Don. Good morning, saints and friends. Remember, today is November 7th. They, um, they like savings time. If you live in a state, providence, or territory that honors that, please set your clock back one hour. Today's opening scripture will be Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. For that thou anointest my head with oil, my cup Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Have a blessed day. As we draw our attention, our minds unto the Lord, some of you have prayer requests that are unspoken. I want you to put that before the Lord. You know, sometimes we're dealing with situations, dealing with issues. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm just being a little candid here. I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm talking about real issues, you know, that we're dealing with that is affecting your health, affecting your loved one's health. Uh, you know, some are bereaved right now because of the loss of loved ones. And others are dealing with finances that are beyond their control or relationships that things the enemy has got involved and uh, involved in a relationship with you and your spouse, you and your, your family, or even between you and God. And so we want to pray uh, and for those that are present and we're praying for those that are listening and will be listening later. Thank you for the prayer requests that have come in. I want you to know that you can send prayer requests to connectingtruth.org. That's our website, connectingtruth.org. And submit the prayer request if it's held or not. It's personal and confidential. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, but we know that those that are sick right now, those that are shut in, 
They can't be in service. They cannot get out of bed. Lord God, they, for one reason or another, they are, it is beyond their control. Lord Jesus, and we pray and ask that you would bless them, their minds, their thoughts, their hearts. Lord God, as they listen to the service, Lord God, as they have requested prayer, Lord Jesus, touch them. Bless them, Lord God. You said if we draw nigh to you, you would draw near to us. Lord God, and so we want to draw near to you. We're pressing our way, Lord God. Lord Jesus, uh, to be close to you, to nurture the relationship with you. Lord God, and so we ask that you remember those that are in, that are shut in and cannot be where they would desire to be, and that is in service. Lord, I ask that you bless those that the bereaved family, they've lost loved ones, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers. Lord God, and you know, you know how to comfort the hearts of the, those that have lost, Lord God. You know the sadness, you know the stress, the grief that we feel uh, during these situations, Lord God, but you also know how to comfort us. You know how to help us, oh Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, as you know the tears are going to flow. Lord God, and you've given us tears for release. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Lord, we ask that you remember those that finances. Lord Jesus, help us first to be good stewards. Those, Lord God, that are seeking employment. Lord, they're out knocking on doors. They're filling out applications. They're taking the initiative. I ask that you would bless them, Lord. Lord Jesus, and remember those that have jobs but and ask you for to give them those jobs and then stop being faithful to you for whatever reason, Lord Jesus, that it, ask that you would stir their minds up, Lord Jesus, that they would commit to you, Lord God, before it is too late. Lord, remember, Lord God, family relationships. Remember, Lord God, Lord Jesus, whatever has come in between, whatever the situation is, I pray that you would afflict those, Lord God, that are getting in between the relationship of a husband and wife. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would touch them, Lord God, Stir their minds up, Lord, for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, touch, Lord God. Lord Jesus, as you did in the, in the days of old, Lord God, you shut up the womb. Lord God, because they didn't, Lord God, you shut up. Lord Jesus, you made the situation very difficult. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would touch, Lord. Lord, for the saving of their soul. It brought about change when you moved, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Lord. Lord, we'll continue to ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you, you know, as we pray, and prayer is serious. Prayer is about change. And I, one of the things I pray is that if you're unfaithful, that the Lord will serve your mind to be faithful, to be in a valid decision. And I also pray that that if you need a church home, that you will go someplace where when they tell you the truth, that you don't get offended or you think about it and give vent to the word of God. This is about your soul salvation. You only have one soul. To those that are backslidden and rebelling against God, uh, you may not have another chance to get back. Yes, I'm telling you in a prophetic voice. I'm telling you as I warn Cornerstone that if and other churches that I have been in, that if you, if God have restored you, and you are now one foot in, one foot in, as they say, one foot out, no, you, really you're all the way out, because God doesn't look at it as a gray area, and so you want to be faithful to God, 
because we are living in a day and time where strong delusion is taking over the minds of folks and they believe that they're all right with God when they're really not. And so I'm really praying and I ask that you will continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Amen. At this time, we're going to have a song from our songstress and we're going to bless the Lord. And we have, uh, as I said, we're grooming. We're grooming a, 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 a LG. And so you'll hear a little dap in the background as, as we are going forth and giving praise to God. Amen.
my soul. I hope that you told the Lord that this morning. Certainly, he would appreciate you telling him how you feel about him. You know, it's important. It's important that we express ourselves unto the Lord. It's important that we let him know how much we love him, how we appreciate him. Not when things are going right. See, the Bible says it. The Bible says that it's easy to love somebody and to do things when you're happy. And I'm paraphrasing what the scripture says, but it, but when you're happy and everything seems to be going right, you know, you, you, you cool, you good. But soon as something bad happens, you know, all of a sudden that love that you would give God and all of that is gone. You know, I want the church to know that there are things that you're doing. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, I'm, I've always had dreams and visions. Uh, the Lord had blessed me to have those things um, early on in my life as a young teen, and it was explained to me uh, what uh, things meant and how to get interpretation of dreams, and not through a bunch of philosophy and books or anything like that, because when God sends it, you have to know where to go to get the interpretation of it. And so uh, people are doing many things and they are not uh, considering the fact that God's eyes are going to and fro through the earth. God's eyes is everywhere and his servants are everywhere. And so uh, God shows exactly what's happening. I was dreaming the other night. Uh, I was in a service and the church was full. There was people there that I hadn't seen in many years and 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 I was talking with them, but I was looking around for, uh, for certain individuals and they began to break down to me what they were doing, where they were, why they were not in service. And so I, when I woke up, I understood what it meant. And, I'm, and I said, I would tell the church, you have to be careful what you do because God is looking. You know, he's looking and he's booking. And so uh, we all need to be careful. It, it doesn't matter what we do when we're in the house of God. Uh, you can nurture right. You can sing right. You can, uh, you know, do all that you want to do. Preachers can stand and preach the word of God and be all charismatic and, you know, so to speak. But what about when there's no one else around? What about when uh, it's just you at home by yourself? It's you in the car by yourself. You're on the job. You know, no one else. And so we must pay attention and behave ourselves. The Bible said we ought to know how to govern ourselves in the house of God, and we ought to know how to govern ourselves outside. We're going on into the book of Revelation, the eighth chapter. But be, before we go there, before we get into the word of God, I just want, you know, there's a, a little praise and that, that I want you to join in. It's not words. Just just stand, clap your hands, play your tambourine, you know, stump your foot. But let's uh, let's give God some praise. Let's let's lift him up in just, just a minute as we prepare to go into the word of God.
<laughs> See, that's why that's why everybody has to be in their place. <laughs> Amen. Certainly, thank you, God, for His goodness. Let, let's go. We going into <laughs> we going on into the Word of God this morning, and I, my prayer is that something is said uh, that will help enhance your walk with Christ. Uh, you know, as uh, Brother Donna said earlier, the hours have changed, at least here in California. Every state does not, but you know, let's make sure that we set our time for Christ. Set our time for the Lord and give him the attention that he deserves. If you don't give it to him now, you're certainly not going to give it to him then. And so uh, in the book of Revelation, the eighth chapter, beginning at verse one through six, it says, and when he had opened the seven seals, there was silence in heaven and about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there was noises and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. And the seven angels, which had seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. I want to take a thought this morning, and that is forget me not. Someone has forgotten about God. Mm -hmm. they, maybe uh, six months ago, they, they, they said they would not forget God. As a matter of fact, I was even told that, that uh, people have said, I won't forget God. I'm going to be faithful to God. Doing what's right uh, has blessed me. And today is a different story. What's your story today? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent as a pastor and I'm going to give the truth because God, is going, God has demanded truth. Uh, it is a key to freedom. And so he said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. And truth will hurt your emotions. Truth will make you, uh, you know, what is it, filling yourself for a moment. Truth will help you. Truth will, will uh, for some, it will draw them, and for others, it will chase them. Uh, what is the truth doing with you this morning? Certainly, the saints of God are not running from the truth. They're running to A forget-me-not is a small plant, a borage of the borage family. You know, you see the little blue flowers. It's a little tiny blue flower. And so uh, many years ago, uh, preceding most of us uh, soldiers would give uh, forget-me-nots when they were called to duty. And so while there are a variety of forget-me-nots, the Bible says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. I would draw, highlight that, 
underlining, they were slain for the word of God. They went through something because they were faithful. They refused not to be faithful. They were respectful to leadership. They were respectful. When I, when I say leadership, I'm talking about on their natural jobs and respectful unto the kings and stuff. But they wouldn't defy what the king of kings had to say. They were slain for the word of God and for the testimony in which they held. They had a testimony. Some had a testimony. Some had, H-A-D. And then there are those that have, H-A-V-E, a living testimony right now. And so for they were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, doest thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little while unto their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. That's, in, that's when the fifth seal was opened. This is what John saw. And I, and I, the question is, are you holding on and applying the word of God in your life? It's not enough to quote the scripture, but to make application of what God is saying. When you step out of time, what testimony will you have? I know it sounds, you might have one thing in mind, but what is God going to say? And whatever God says, whatever is going to be said, whatever you might say, it has to line up with whatever your pastor says. Mm -hmm. It has to line up with what your pastor said, because the Bible is clear that the pastor has to stand and give an account for you. The Bible is clear out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Uh, that's why leaders should not stand alone. You need to be around other leaders. You need to be accountable to someone, not accountable to yourself. And a good reason for that is because the Bible says that the heart is evil and deceitfully wicked. Who could know it? You could be walking around in a deception, uh, wholeheartedly thinking you're doing right, but listen, you need someone that has eyes on you too. And so you need to be in fellowship with others. Someone, and someone that can talk to you and let you know when and if you're out of line and to let you know when you're not. Are you holding on and applying the word of God? When you step out of time, you will have only one testimony. Their question was dealing with an element of time. How long? Sometimes you might ask how long. Sometimes you might be saying, Lord, even so, come Lord Jesus, as we should. And there's a reason that the Lord tarried and has tarried. Thank God that he tarried. Uh, had he come, I, I may have been lost. Had he come, you may have been lost. He may have caught us in an a, a uncompromising position. And so God tarries. He's not slack, 
concerning his promise, but he would that no man would perish. He's looking for souls to be saved. And even with that, the Bible said few, they'll be saved. You want to be one of the few. And in order to be one of the few, you're going to have to hold on to the word of God and have a testimony that is pleasing unto him. And so the Bible says, uh, uh, or uh, how long? They ask the question. We usually ask this for everything except about the coming of the Lord. How long? I, I didn't get that job. How long? I didn't get. And, you know, sometimes we didn't get what we wanted because we were not prepared for it. I'm talking about you physically, mentally, you know, it's just like if you were going to the fire department, but you didn't jog every day for two or three miles, you didn't get the time in to physically get fit, and then you felt, well, God must not have wanted me to have, no, uh, he did, just like uh, there was no limitation there, except the limitation that you placed upon yourself. That person that didn't know the Lord, he got the job because he prepared adequately. We need to prepare adequately for whatever the task may be in our natural, and we need to be prepared spiritually. And so they ask how long? We ask how long before I get some money? How long before I get this or that or the other? How long? While those seem to be legitimate questions at times, are you occupying till he comes? Uh, are you, how are you occupying? Are you occupying with faithfulness unto the Lord? How are you occupying? The, the Bible says occupy till you come. Are you occupying with complaints? Maybe you're occupied in the arms of another. Uh, are you occupied? And, you know, if you can't have the, I was, there was a song that came to mind as I was sitting down writing it and and so the song says, you can't have the one you love, love the one you with. You know, the devil got some folks, see, they done got out the will of God, and so now they, they loving the one they with, which is the devil. Because it's the devil that draws you away from God. And whether he is using someone to occupy your time, or uh, it is a spirit, sometimes, some things are spiritual. You may not be physically involved with someone. But if you're not involved spiritually with God, then you're involved spiritually with the devil. Uh-huh. The Bible said that you're going to serve somebody. Either you're going you're gonna to serve one and uh, you're not going to serve two. You will serve one uh, or you're going to serve the other. You're going to love one or you're going to hate the other. And so you need to hate sin. You need to hate uh, the very thing that stains the garment. The very thing that will leave you soiled. You know, in our natural, we know we're preparing to go to a banquet or going out to dinner. Uh, Ruth Chris, Steakhouse, just, just so you know. Um, you're preparing to go out. Then, um, you know, you, when you put on your nice shirt, you put on your nice pants, and you're looking good, you know, you're looking good. You know, you got your hair trimmed and all of that and stuff. Uh, you don't want that messed up. You don't want nobody to accidentally spill anything on you. You don't, certainly don't want the kids stepping on your foot, you know, or, or touching you with, with, with chocolate-covered hands or anything like that. I want to hug you, you know. And so you want, you want to stay clean and fit. You want to stay crisp. You want to stay, uh, you know, so uh, how about your spiritual life? 
do you feel that way about your spiritual life? And, and so uh, the Bible goes on to say, and when he had opened the seventh seal, and we've gone through six seals now, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of an hour, a half an hour. Depending on where you live, silence is something that is rarely exposed, we're rarely exposed to. Now, most of us are used to some type of noise, and we like that. We like some type of noise. Have you ever been in the house and it got super quiet? Uh, maybe the electricity was turned off because they was doing maintenance or, and, and the refrigerator stopped and, you know, and, um, you know, maybe you was like me and forgot to pay the light bill and, and came home and everything was off and, you know, and it was super quiet and you noticed the, <laughs> the refrigerator, you know, everything. You didn't have that hum that you, that you didn't really realize how much you paid attention to until it was not there. Uh, when, I, when I moved into a, a certain area uh, away from freeways and, and stuff like that, uh, I noticed that it was super quiet and it was kind of disturbing to me because I wasn't used to that type of quietness. And so we're not used to certain type of things. And so the Bible says it's going to be silence for about a half an hour. You know, that's like looking up at the stars. You, you stand around and in the city of L.A. and you look up and you don't see very many stars. You're not used to seeing stars. And then you start driving uh, east on the 10 freeway heading to Arizona and you see all kind of stars and, that you didn't know existed. It's a rarity. But in this situation, the star is going to be silence in heaven. It's going to be quiet. Silence can be a good, a good at times. You know, when your girl gets silent. You know, that could be good. Uh, or the kids. The kids are now quiet. But when it lasts over a certain period of time, you know something is wrong. You know, you, you've been quiet a little too long. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Uh, no, something was wrong. The kids have been quiet and for too long. You know that they've gone out and gotten into something. Or they've disappeared and went around the corner where you told them not to go. But you know that something is wrong. Something is out of place. This silence means a uh, astro, uh, a astro, this this astro, our astrophysics is going to be impacted. It's going to be a silence in heaven. Outer space is going to be quiet. The kingdom of God is going to be quiet. Our atmosphere is going to become quiet, a deafening, so to speak, a deafening, because it's quiet. And so the Bible says that it was the seal to seal and the heaven about the space, it was quiet. It's not something that you would look forward to experiencing. Well, I'm going to be a martyr for Christ. No, if you're not a fool for Christ now, you're not going to be a martyr. You're not going to be a fool for him then. It's uh, the Bible speaks over in Jeremiah that if you can't run with the, if you can't run and with men now, how are you going to run with horses? In other words, the strength and the power that is going to take, uh, it's not, it doesn't exist. What God has given to us right now, the, the remission of sin through baptism in his name, 
name, N-A-M-E, that name is Jesus. There's no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. Uh, scripture is plain with that. And uh, if you can't hang now, and the God has given us dunamis power, the Holy Ghost, uh, which is a seal until the day of redemption, you'll find that over in Ephesians, then how are you going to hang then when uh, it is taken out of the earth? The Bible said that Antichrist cannot reveal himself. The spirit of Antichrist that, that could be at work is not that mag magnitude is not going to be revealed until he that let it is he that would allow it is moved out the way, speaking of the Holy Ghost. And after the sixth seal, the seventh seal has been opened and it ushers in silence. You don't want to hear from God now. Those that believed and obeyed are going to get that wish. Now, I know that's a very sobering thought that you don't want to hear from preacher. Don't tell me nothing. Oh, you offended me because you told me to be, be obedient to the word of God. Oh, you offended me because you told me to stop lying. You told me to, uh, to be faithful. You told me to stop stealing. You told me to stop fornicating. You told me to come to church when I didn't want to go. You, listen, the day is going to come where the preacher is not going to tell you that. No one's going to tell you that because those that, have, that were authorized and sanctioned by God to do such things are going to be gone. You don't want to hear from God. There's going to be a time that you're going to want to hear from him and not hear from him. And this is one of those times. Uh, the Bible said that it's going to be silence. And he says in the second verse, I saw the seventh spirit, the seventh angel, which stood before, the, before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Trumpets are used as an instrument of warning. Ezekiel 33 and 35, uh, excuse me, 33, 3 through 5. And when he see the sword coming upon the land, this is the Lord speaking to the watchman, the pastor, the prophet, the, uh, those that, are, that he will use to warn. He blow up the trumpet. When he see the sword coming upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. That's what I'm doing. I am sounding out right now and warning you. Warning all those that will hear. Then whosoever hear the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and he took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. I hope you take warning today because that's the only way your soul can be delivered. The Bible tells us over in Matthew, the 34th chapter, and the 30, uh, 24th chapter, and the 31st verse. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Jumping down to the 36th verse, it says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven. Nobody knows when that trumpet is going to sound. There's people that speculated. There's people that tried to do the math, thought they had figured it out, only to look, not look very well afterwards because it, didn't line, it doesn't line up with the word of God. The concern should not be so much that he's going to come because we know that's going to happen. 
But am I ready? That needs to be the concern. Is my heart fixed? Is my mind made up? Am I doing the will of God? Am I standing up or am I sitting down? Am I running this race or am I standing on the sideline just watching others run? Am I making excuses or am I a participant in what God has called me to do? Have I quit? Some folks quit their jobs in church and never say a word, just quit. Don't hear from them and expect you to respect them. God doesn't respect that. Neither does anyone else. It's just like being on your natural job. You just quit, don't show up, just walk away. Who respects that? No one. Uh, what they call that burning the bridge? This is not a bridge that you want to burn. You don't want to burn this bridge. Let me say that again. This is not a bridge that you want to burn. Not knowing the day or the time that the trumpet of God is going to sound. The Bible says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. They were doing just like we do today, eating, drinking, making merry, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. God's trumpet or trumpeteers will never uh, give a false sound and it will never be a undistinct sound. There are those that can make an undistinct sound. You know, that, that's what uh, me and LG we were talking about practicing the drums, you know, and having a distinct sound, you know, and playing the bass, having a distinct sound, just not making a noise. But it's a sound that people can understand, a distinct sound. And, and so uh, you, you'll never get a distinct sound, but it's a sound you will never forget. When it's distinct, you'll never forget it. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. The altar is often identified as a raised area in the temple or the church or sanctuary and used for various offerings. In this day and time, we offer ourselves unto the Lord. We make our way to the altar and we seek God. You know, uh, uh, we shouldn't be afraid of the altar. We shouldn't be afraid to seek the Lord. It is a place of protection. Those that seek the Lord uh, on the altar are protected. And as long as we stay in that protection. And so it's a protected place. It is holy unto the Lord. Where man's most valuable possession is safe. And that is your soul. He said, I saw under the altar the soul of them. Them, those that went to the altar before the trump of God sounded. Those that heard the word and believed. Though uh, there was, a, uh, it reminds me of a parable of a Pharisee. The Bible said that he, the Pharisee stood and he said, I'm not like other men. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't sin uh, like that man. There was another man that was there. He was not a Pharisee. And so he uh, talked about that other man in his prayer. I'm not like other folks. Uh, some of you are walking around talking about that you're not like other folks. Uh, but listen, it don't matter. Uh, that's not your name. 
Your name is not other folks. Uh, are you like God? Uh, that's what you need to look at. Am I like Christ? That's the word. That's the whole purpose of the ministry, the fivefold ministry that we read about is for us to come into perfection till we all measure up to the statue of the man, Christ Jesus. Not like the person that is standing next to you. This Pharisee was saying, I, I'm not like this person. I don't steal. I don't see. I don't do whatever. But the other man that was standing there saying, I'm a sinner. He wouldn't even lift his head up. I'm not right with you, Lord. I, 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 I'm not worthy to even be here. But here I am that I might be made, whereas the Pharisee was suffering from that dreadful disease called comparisonitis. Someone today is suffering from that dreadful disease. Uh, they thought the pandemic was bad, but when you compare yourself to others and then justify your actions, you suffer, you sick. And so uh, the Bible goes on to say that he heard the word of those that was under the altar, that they had made it to the altar before the trump of God sounded. Uh, those that heard the word and believed. The Bible said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, uh, we know that thou art a teacher from God. For no man doeth these miracles that uh, thou doest, except God be with him. God answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I need you to get this. Uh, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can I enter again a second time or can you enter a second time into your mother? And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you've got to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. And you must be born again of water and spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, I heard someone say another day that you just need to be born again of the spirit. But the Bible is clear what it says. They didn't read all of it and neither did they communicate that to everyone. You got to eat the whole roll. Uh, the Bible said that, that Jesus told them on the road after his resurrection said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. And so we got to take it all. Not just uh, we won't cherry pick this and pick out what we want of it. But we need to grab hope to all that God is saying. Uh, in order to see the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. In order to enter into the, into the kingdom, you've got to be born again of water and of spirit. Water being the only eternal substance that is known to man uh, here on earth. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he said, marvel not that I said unto you that you must be born again. Don't trip over it. Uh, don't, 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 don't cross it out in your Bible. Don't, read, don't, eat, don't blot it out, you know, extract it uh, uh, from, your, uh, from your reading of God's word or in your mind or in your spirit. Because the word of God has proclaimed it. Because the theologian claims that it was not for this day. Uh, because uh, the ninth Cent Council voted and changed uh, what God had established. Don't make it right. It's still the word of God. And heaven and earth would pass away, 
before his word falls short. I was listening to a well-known minister, uh, and, and he said the devil and God uh, got together and made a deal that, uh, that the price of sin is death. And therefore, God, and, and I, I had to scratch, people don't listen to what God is saying. The word of God, uh, and if you find a scripture that can prove that, that can, uh, uh, any place in the Bible, that the devil and God made a deal of such nature. Please uh, send it to me at ConnectingTruth.org because I, I haven't read that yet. But uh, the devil is not a God. He's not a God, G, capital G-O-D, uh, but a fallen angel that was created by God, capital G-O-D. And so there was never no deal made. Uh, it was one of the most ludicrous, foolish uh, things uh, that I ever heard out of uh, place. Uh, you know, and so, uh, like I said, if you have a scripture for that, then show it to me. The Bible is clear in Romans 6 and 23 that the wages of sin is death. And so when the devil, when Lucifer, that archangel, and the other angelics that, was, uh, that kept not their first estate, the Bible said they were cast out. Uh, Jesus gave this testimony and said, I saw uh, Satan fall uh, from at, like lightning uh, going forth. And so uh, death is a separation. It's a spiritual separation from God that impacts your flesh. And so the day is coming that your flesh is going to be impacted uh, by your obedience or disobedience to the word of God. Uh, one of two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be changed in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, or it's going to remain the same and it's going to be tormented in the flame. You got to make the choice of what you want to happen to this house. Uh, this house is either going to become an eternal uh, place of habitation with God, or it's going to become an, a place of torment. Uh, as the man said, uh, I'm tormented in the flames. And so the Bible said the smoke of the incense, which came up uh, with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the hand of the angels. Now, this is something that we got to pay attention to. The Lord instructed Moses to make an altar and upon that altar to burn incense. The Bible said you're going to put before the veil, uh, that is by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat. Uh, that is over the testimony where I'll meet you. Uh, God has a specific place that he want to meet you at. That's why it's important to show up uh, during the service time. When service, your service start. When the service start at 8 o'clock, you ought to be in place so that you can meet God. Uh, your service start at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. You ought to be in place. You ought to be one of those that, just like on Black Friday, uh, here, you know, in the States, they have Black Friday. Folks will be counting, uh, waiting all night long to enter in just to buy that one uh, television. Uh, somebody will wait up all night long just to get an iPhone, the newest edition that came out. Uh, what about when it's time for service? Do Are you anticipating arriving on time? Are you anticipating making it to the house of God so that you can present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. The Bible said that the Lord told Moses, he said, create an altar 
and build it out of shittim wood and overlay it with gold. And I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you by the mercy seat that holds the testimony. I'm going to meet you there. I want God to meet you. I want God to meet us. And so therefore, we got to show up at the place where God said, I'll meet you at. He said, oh, Aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning. When he dressed the lamps, he's going to burn incense. And he's going to burn incense when he light the lamps in the evening. He's going to burn the incense. He shall burn incense upon it because it's a perpetual incense before the Lord. And throughout all generations, he warns them and say, don't bring any strange sacrifices, any strange incense there. Folks will show up and bring something strange into the church. Something strange. Oh, well, pastor, this is something new that we can do. Well, does it line up with the word of God? Is it going to be holy unto the Lord? Is it going to be sanctified unto the Lord? Is it going to be something that God is going to appreciate? God will receive. Is he going to receive it as his offering? Well, he said, don't bring a strange incense and burn it up on the altar or a meat offering. Neither shall you pour drink offering. Uh, they're on it. So it's a specific. What God has established in the church is very specific. And the Lord said to Moses over in the 34th verse, take unto these sweet spices, told them to get some Ankara, go on to get some uh, uh, Gavina and to some sweet spices and pure freight incense. And I want you to put it together. I want you to put it together and temper it together. And it's going to be pure and holy. Uh, not only that, but he said what you put together, this incense is going to be holy unto the Lord. He said, and you're going to place it in the temple. You're going to place it in front of the testimony for the congregation. Where I'm going to meet you at is going to represent the prayers of the saints. And so it's going to be a perfume which you shall make. And it's going to be according to all the composition that I have said to make it at. Incense was used and intermingled with the prayers of the saints. You know, it's something about the odor of an incense. When you got the right incense, it smells really good. It will uh, freshen up the house. It will give it a distinct odor. When you walk into certain stores or certain parlors where they have incense burning, well, this incense was mingled with the prayers of the saints. And so uh, we know that there's something about a good perfume. Uh, this is what he was making. He was making a good perfume. And, you know, when you got that good perfume, uh, you'll put it on because you hope to get someone's attention. Uh, this, uh, this incense will get God's attention. You'll put on that uh, good perfume, you know, maybe some Chanel, you know, some Saint Laurent, uh, you know, something that, that you want that is special because it's going to present and it's going to cause a forget me not. It's going to be something that uh, you'll remember. You know, you ever smelt something that was good and maybe a day or so later it came across your mind again. And, you know, you noticed it and you didn't forget it. Uh, and so God uh, told him to burn the incense and, and the incense will go up as a sweet aroma and it's going to fill the air. It's going to go up into the nostrils of God and God's going to remember. God doesn't forget, but I'm going to say he's going to remember. He's going to remember the odor. He's going to remember the smell. He's going to remember how great it was. He's going to remember you cried out to him. 
He's going to remember that you sought after him. He's going to remember that you fell for him, that you might find him. He's going to remember your voice. He's going to remember your petition. He's going to remember your diligence. He's going to remember you pressing your way. When things got rough and you and you didn't feel like you could make it and you pressed your way. Uh, somebody need to press their way today. Press their way down to the altar. Press their way on and, and, you know, be like a woman that, that broke open the alabaster box, you know, and presented ointments unto God. Oh, my God, bless you, Lord. Uh, it's going to make somebody jealous. Uh, but don't worry about your enemy getting jealous. He said, I'll, 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 I'll establish a table before you in the presence of your enemy, all because you made your way to him. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Listen here. Somebody need to press their way. Somebody need to make their way to the altar where the incense of God is going up. The altar has been reserved for that purpose. The incense that have been created is for that purpose. It goes up just like in your natural. In the natural person, you smell that good smell and you remembered it. Well, don't you know God remembers? When they asked the question, how long, Lord? How long? He said, just wait. And he gave them white robes to cover up with, which is one of the promises that he's made. But those white robes was not just given to anybody. They were given to those that were faithful during the good times, faithful during the bad times, faithful when no one else was being faithful. Uh-huh, there's a time when others are not being faithful. The Bible, we, you know, we've studied through the book of Ezekiel and the Bible talks about ministers that stop being faithful. Mm -hmm. It talks about uh, those that were faithful and he sealed them. Oh my God, bless your Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Those that were faithful and had been sealed Listen here, I'm, I'm closing out, but listen, I need you to get this. You may have been faithful to God for 20 years. And the Bible said the day that you stop being faithful, all of your faithfulness is forgotten. Everything that you used to do is all of a sudden erased. People may say, I remember when you used to, but what are you doing now? There is a blotting out. There's a blotting out. If you don't want your name blotted out. Now here it is. God sends his messenger. He sends, he sends this servant. And your name is written. Your name is written in the book of life. Today. Because God is fair. He's fair. You've been faithful, God, but then you stop being faithful. God sends out his word, be faithful. Or maybe use a different word. Be faithful. You hear the voice of God, be faithful. You hear the word of God, stop your wicked ways. Whatever you're doing that's out the will of God is wicked, period. There is no, well, it's not, it's a little bit out of line. No, it's wrong. Wrong is wrong, right is right. Well, and you say, no, not today, no, not tomorrow, 
No, I'm, I'm caught up in my feelings right now. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to dibble and dabble on what I want to dibble and dabble in. Or maybe I'm just not going to do nothing. The sin of omission. And your name is being blotted out. Just like it was written in. Now it's being blotted out. The, the book of life. Is that a risk that you really want to take? Is that something that you really want? Well, that's not going to happen to me. No, it's not. Listen, there was a young lady that was warned to come to church. The pastor told her, come to church. Don't go hang out. Don't go do what you want to do. And she did it anyway. And that young lady passed that night. That was it. And I said it was a young woman. It was She was not 30, 40, 50, 60. Nope, she was in her what you would consider prime. And that was her last day. Name. Died in disobedience. Not in obedience, died in disobedience. Someone asked a question and said, well, at that moment, the Bible said, if you cannot be obedient in life, how will you be obedient in death? I want to leave you with that thought. Because those under the altar were obedient. Those that was under the altar were faithful. If you're going to make it in and avoid the seven trumpet, we're getting ready to go through and talk about seven trumpet sound. And we're in the book of Revelation on Sundays. So we will be continuing on until we are not. You got to be faithful to God to make it in. To avoid the seventh trumpets that are about to sound from the word of God. Join in with us on Tuesday as we continue in the book of Daniel or come back on next Sunday as we continue in the book of Revelation. But I want you to really think about this. Because there are so many that are just, oh, well, you know, that's been said for years. But understand something. That just means that we are closer today than we ever have been before. We're closer. We're closer. Every day, every year that you got older, you, st you stepped a, a moment closer to getting to walking into eternity. Today is November 7th. You have stepped closer into exiting from time into eternity. And it is going to catch some off guard. And others are going to be welcoming that day. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And so as we uh, go on to seek him, let's govern ourselves according to God's word. Let's govern ourselves in obedience, faithfulness. Don't go yet. You get a benediction. And so with that being said, let's stand up on our feet. Let's rest in our feet. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord.
Lord Jesus, I ask that you would stir up and keep the minds of the souls that are listening. Lord Jesus, to govern themselves according to your word, to be faithful and obedient unto you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and to do your will. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Keep us covered with your blood. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless for his presence. With exceeding joy, in Jesus' name, amen. announcements. I meant to say this earlier, but on the second Sunday is communion and there will be an anointing service if you're in the area. An anointing service is something that that we find in the word of God. If you, and so I want to invite you to come by, bring your concern, your need unto the Lord. We're going to be praying that the Lord's will be done. As we come to the close of this year, certainly you're going to need the power of God in your life. 